Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a certified reconnective healing practitioner, sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join in that discussion. And, you know, we do keep an eye on the chat room. So if you have a question, go ahead and post it, and we will do our best to get your question on air. As an alternative for those of you who are on the go and cannot continue to listen online, please call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227. And that way you can listen via phone, or please be sure to use your Bluetooth if you are driving about. As you all know, Audible.com is our main sponsor, but did you know that a Pennsylvania study found that exercisers went to the gym 50% more often when they had an audiobook on hand? It's true. I myself look forward to learning or being entertained while I'm on my tread climber because the time goes by quickly and I'm actually accomplishing something. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information, and Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from so you can listen whenever and wherever you want, including at the gym. So just download the title you prefer free of charge and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. It's important that you put that slash energyawareness or you won't get the 30-day free trial, so you need to do that. You know, at the end of every show, I say the following words. Living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. And I believe that. I aim to live from that perspective. Did you know that living from your heart has immediate benefits? It triggers about 1,400 biochemical changes. It shifts your thoughts from negative to positive, raising your endorphin levels, while simultaneously decreasing your cortisol levels, resulting in stress reduction, which studies prove is the cause of about 90% of diseases. The anti-aging processes begin. The DHEA levels, which is the life-giving hormone, surges in our bodies. Our immune systems become really strong. We think more clearly. We become less aggressive and more compassionate, appreciative, caring, and grateful. And there is a film called The Power of the Heart, our topic for discussion. And joining me is Baptiste de Pape, a lawyer turned author and filmmaker. Baptiste has traveled around the world to interview the spiritual teachers that are seen in the film. And I am really so very grateful to have him here to speak on what I believe is vital to the growth and survival of humanity, to be quite honest with you. Welcome to the show, Baptiste. Thank you for taking time to join us here on Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? Well, I'll tell you what an amazing introduction. This is the best introduction I've ever had. Um, (laughs) I'm very happy to be on your show. So thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for your movie, The Power of the Heart. It is so inspiring, and I think it's really so much needed in the world right now. I, I don't even like to turn on the news to get the weather because I inevitably hear something I just really would rather not. How did you come to produce this film? Well, I was a lawyer in the city of Amsterdam, but I felt cut off from my aliveness, I would say. I, I, I feel like I don't want to do this anymore for the rest of my life. But, of course, the problem was that I didn't know what I really wanted to do. Um, So I only knew what I didn't want to do anymore, being a lawyer. Uh, So in that period, and this was five years ago, 
finding my purpose in life became, you know, an item. And in that period, I saw um, an episode of the web class series, uh, a web class series, A New Earth, where Oprah Winfrey was in conversation with uh, Eckhart Tolle. And this, yeah. in this particular episode, they were talking about finding your purpose in life. And Oprah said, I think there's nothing more important than finding your purpose in life. And that, of course, really triggered me. And Eckhart said something that changed my perception on finding uh, my purpose. He said, you can't get there through thinking. And I was trying to think my way to my purpose. I was trying to figure it out through thinking. And he said, um, you can't get there through thinking. And he said, if you want to find your purpose in life, then you can ask yourself, what do I want from life? But a more powerful question would be, what does life want from me? So what does the, you know, the bigger picture want from me? And I thought, well, that's a powerful question. And he said, if you want to find the answer to this question, you have to find moments of stillness. And the best way to do this is to go into nature. So the next day, I went into into nature because I thought, I've got nothing to lose. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this out. And I started to walk in nature. And while I was walking, I asked myself the question, you know, what does life want from me? And I repeated this question, what does life want from me? What does life want from me? What does life want from me? And I did this for about an hour, and nothing happened. So I thought, hmm, this might not work. Um, I'm going to send Eckhart Tolle an email that it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not working. And, you know, maybe I was impatient, but... It started to rain very hard, and I forgot all about the question because I, I was looking for a place to hide from the rain, and I found some old trees, three old trees. And when I was standing under those trees, I thought I had uh, a heart attack. I thought I was going to die um, mm. because I felt a very severe pain in my chest. And if I would describe the feeling, I had the feeling like there was a, a, a bone in my heart, and it broke, and it was very painful. So I thought when this happened that I was going to die, and I also thought that um, this was probably the answer to the question, what does life want from me? You know, my life is over. And I, when this happened, this, power, this, this, this very painful pain in my chest, I started to cry because I had an overwhelming sense of love, of, 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 of gratitude, um, of... Uh, clarity, but most of all an overwhelming feeling of coming home. Uh, so I had an overwhelming, uh, powerful feeling of love. And when this happened, uh, the idea came to me, you have to make a film about the heart. And uh, I imme immediately remembered what Eckhart had said. He said, you can't get there through thinking. And this was not coming through my thinking. It was coming through my feeling. It felt so good. Mm -hmm. and It was an overwhelming feeling of coming home. So I thought, okay, this must be it because this is not coming through my thinking and it feels so good. So this is my purpose. I have to make a film about heart, and this is how it started. Which is fascinating because you are an attorney. Had you had any filmmaking experience at all? No, no. I mean, um, so I had this feeling, you know, you have to make a film about heart. It's really powerful. So I had this uh, very strong feeling of, you know, hallelujah, uh, eureka, but it lasted only two minutes because after two minutes, of course, my my mind started to kick in. My mind said, you're a lawyer, so you don't know anything about the heart. Uh, you don't know anything about film production. You don't know anyone in film production. 
Um, but still, this uh, feeling was so powerful, and I realized that my mind had not made me so ha- made me happy until that time in my life. So I thought, okay, I've got nothing to lose. I'm going to follow this aliveness that I feel in my heart instead of my mind. But my mind really uh, pro- protested, of course, because my mind said, "You're crazy. You cannot do this. You don't know anything about film production." But you went with your heart, and and thankfully so, because this is a wonderfully yes. As I said, inspiring movie. You know, it features some of the most inspiring and influential icons of our age: uh, Paulo Coelho, uh, Maya Angelou, Deepak Chopra, Eckhart Tolle, as you had mentioned, uh, Zary, Gary Zukav, Isabel Allende. And the message is very clear and life-changing. And one of the men featured is Howard Martin from the Math Institute. I love Howard Martin. I love what the Math Institute, all the work that they are doing. Can we talk about the intelligence of the heart and how it differs from the intelligence of the brain? Would you speak to that? Yes, I mean, there's, there's a lot of interesting research, of course. Um, the movie opens with an experiment uh, done by HeartNet, and this has been done in many independent laboratories all over the world. But it shows that the heart uh, can register events before they take place. Uh, that's really interesting. And this is Mm -hmm. really a scientific explanation uh, on how uh, our intuition, our heart's intuition works. Uh, What's also really interesting from the um, research of HeartNet is that when we are in a state of heart coherence, this is a state where we experience love, gratitude. This is the, the, you know, uh, the optimal state in which our heart can, can beat. When we are in a state of heart coherence, our heart is sending signals to the brain and it opens up our brain and our left brain and right brain work together more and um, our brain is opened up and uh, we use more of our brain capacity so we are also more intelligent uh, when we are in a state of heart coherence and it makes sense of course because we, when we are experiencing stress or fear, the, let's say the opposite of heart coherence, then you know we use less uh, of our brain capacity, so we become more stupid. Um, and so those are, you know, two really interesting, powerful heart facts, I would say. And it's it's true because we get things. Our feelings are so very strong, and we pick things up. We don't even realize it through our energy field. That's all around us. Everybody has their own energy field prior to anything else. So it comes through that way. But we're just not told that as human beings. This is something that's really just being, I guess, discovered or or finally people are putting it out there that you get the feelings coming through. So it's almost like the feelings come to the heart and then go to the brain versus the brain telling the body what to do. So everybody thinks the brain is the commander in chief and it's kind of not. It will veto things that the heart tells you. (laughs) The heart is the master and the brain should be the servant. Uh, the, the electromagnetic field of the heart is 5,000 times as powerful as that of them. So uh, mm-hmm. our real power source is the heart, not the brain. And it feels so good when you when you are aware of that and you put it into practice. Oh, yes. Do you know what the I mean? feeling ever. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. they're saying that the Torah, words that come from the heart touch the heart. So when we are working from the heart, when we are in the heart, when we open our hearts, we feel alive we come alive and th- that feeling of aliveness that's the best feeling ever 
absolutely is, and it's really unfortunate because I believe it's, it is vital that we teach children about heart intelligence instead of the way that we measure the IQ of the brain. You know, where do you fit in? Are you up to par? Is this where you belong? Are you with the rest of the group? When in reality, and again, this is just my perspective, our hearts place us in the proper place at the proper time, so we're doing what we're meant to do if, in fact, we're yeah. only aware of it and pay attention. Do you agree? Yes, I, I, so, I so agree with that. In the movie, Mark Nepo, Mark Nepo, he says, a fish cannot drown in water, a bird cannot fall from the sky. Each creature must find their own God-given element. And he says it's easy for fish and it's easy for birds to know their element. Then he continues, he says, but it's not so easy for us human beings. And, and why is that? Because when we are born, we don't get the manual of, you know, what mm. we're supposed to do, who we're supposed to be. And the, the challenge is, uh, what I've learned is that we can't get there through thinking. We can't find our purpose through thinking because the thinking, our thinking, our brain is too limited. It cannot figure it out. So we can only find our purpose. We can only find why we're here and what our purpose is when we open our hearts. Because in our hearts, there is blueprint. There is, um, you know, communication with our higher self. And only our higher self can tell us why we are here. And I find, too, that when you are living from your heart center, the challenges that come up, and we all have them now, whether they're economical or emotional or physical, whatever the challenges are, when you come from that particular space, it certainly seems to me that, and in my experience, it has been a lot easier to get through those challenging times. I, I don't know. It just is. There's something about coming no, from it, your heart space. It makes sense. Um, um, you know, if, if you're not going to live from your heart, you're going to have a lot of challenges in your life. If you're going to live from your heart, you're also going to have a lot of challenges in your life because that's life. That's inherent to life. That's, right. you know, life will, will, will bring you challenges. And um, I think that if you do what you love, if you work from the heart, if you work from your true identity, if you work from your biggest power source, the heart, then it's much easier to overcome everything because you're working from you know, your, your 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 biggest power source and, and your true identity. So you can, you know, you have more power, more intelligence, more wisdom at your disposal to overcome everything. Yes, makes sense. Yes. And it's also, I think, you know, those challenges, we don't want them and we don't invite them in our lives. But Mark Nepo says it beautifully. He says it's like a match that holds fire until it strikes against something. There is no flame. And what I've um, you know, what I've seen from interviewing all those people, sometimes they need challenges, they need crisis in their lives to go inside because they need yes. an urgency to go inside. Otherwise, they don't go inside. And when they go inside, they find their heart and their full potential, their full fire, their full flame comes out. And you can appreciate more when you go through the challenges, but I think that it is a learning exercise, you know, when those things come up. And Mark Nepo, love him. He's been on the show. Yeah, I love Mark. Oh, Mark, <laughs> Mark Nepo is incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm actually on my way to the Sun Valley Wellness Festival in Idaho, and Mark will be there too, so I'm really, really looking forward to seeing him. Tell him I said hi. <laughs> I will. I will do that. 
<laughs> you know, um, I, I don't know. I just I, I try to in a lot of things when I'm talking to people as far as the uh, positive psychology part to teach them to live from their heart. And some people will say, but then you're just allowing people to walk all over you. No, that's not what we're talking about. You get to stay in your power. You're not letting people walk all over you and cutting them slack because, oh, well, I'm living from my heart. That's not what it's about. It's just about seeing the other person's perspective a little bit better and being able to deal with whatever is coming up a little bit better in a way that we're not at war. And, you know, yes. if you can do that, it's better for yes, everybody, right? Yeah, I mean, of course, if, 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 if you work from your heart, you, you may be more vulnerable and you can be betrayed and you can be disappointed. But uh, if if you don't work from your heart, the price that you're going to pay is much higher because you lose access to your aliveness. Yes. Yeah, and everything that could be coming to you that is good. You know, the um, synchronicity is largely due to intuition, and and yes. our heart wow. is, of course, connected to intuition. And I find that meditation is a really good way to begin to connect with one's heart and, and learn to, to live from that because you are in stillness. That seems to be the easiest way for someone to start out. Would you agree with that? Um, yes and no. What I've learned from interviewing all these wonderful luminaries is that um, everyone had a different way uh, to connect with, with their heart. You know, when I ask Isabel, how do you connect with the heart? When I'm writing or when I'm playing with the dogs. And Eckhart mm-hmm. Tolle said, I connect with the heart in the present moment. And Maya Angelou said, I connect with the heart, yes, in stillness and through prayer. And Deepak Chopra said, I connect with the heart when I bring my awareness to the heart. And Jane Goodall said, I connect with my heart when I'm in nature. And mm-hmm. so they were not necessarily talking about meditation. Uh, because what I've learned is that meditation is not for everyone. Sometimes it's just going into nature, or sometimes it's cultivating gratitude, or for someone it can be playing the piano. And when I got all these different answers, when I had all these different answers from these people, I thought, oh my God, this is confusing. How can this be helpful? Because they're all giving different answers. And then I realized, we are all different. We all have a different blueprint. So we all need to find for ourselves what is for us the best way to connect with the heart and every person has a different way because you know what you can say oh you you have to do yoga or you have to do transcendental meditation and there are so many different forms of meditation that you have to feel for yourself what works for me and ultimately it's all about you know finding what makes you come alive what what makes you come into your heart and i think it's many, probably it's probably true that actually all those different things are really one thing. Everybody's connecting through the present moment, whatever the present moment is for them and something that they enjoy exactly. doing, being out. Yeah. Exactly. So it, exactly. calming down, performing mind-body practices, which are innumerable, going into nature, gardening. Heck, even watching, washing the dishes at night, if you're looking out the window, it becomes very yes. low. That can be a very present moment activity, you know, so exactly. anything really it's the awareness. It's like we have our own GPS, you know? Yes. Yes. We're just not using it. It, it. it is a GPS. It's interesting that you say that, you know, because how can you compare the brain with the heart? I, um, I think this is an interesting uh, thing. Um, 
the GPS. Yes, I think the heart is a, it's a, it's a very powerful GPS. If you are on a boat on a river, and you are the brain, then the brain, or let's say the mind, can only see the next vent, the next turn on the river. But if you're on the same boat on the river and you are the heart, I believe that the heart can see the whole river from source to sea. So the heart is a you know, much better, powerful, wiser GPS that can see everything from a higher perspective. But of course, the challenge for us is uh, to, to learn to trust that GPS, to learn to trust the heart, because we are not being taught to learn trust the heart. And I think we can only learn to trust the heart when we start experimenting with it. And when we experiment with the heart, or when we, when we also get in a position where we have no choice but to listen to the heart, then we start to trust the heart. That's what you see in the movie, too, with the, the Tutsi woman in Makrele. At one point, she really has no other option than to listen to her intuition, and it saves her life. Yes. Yeah, the movie is fascinating because it, it goes through so you, you get so many different perspectives from different people, um, and you can resonate with each one, and, you know, it's, it's wonderful. Actually, in the film, there's a reference to The Walking Dead, those who are unaware and live from the brain. You know, things become rote, they work hard. However, in reality, they're only existing, they're not living because they don't give space to their heart to dare to truly feel and live in Oh, live from that perspective, that that wealth of intelligence that guides us so perfectly. There's, there are a high percentage of people of walking dead, if you will, in our society today, based on everything that we see in the news. I mean, that, do you see that as well? I think the percentage is really high. Yes, um, I, I think that you know you just have to look in those people's eyes. If you don't see the twinkling spark in the eyes anymore, there's a Good chance that they are part of the uh, the, the living dead. Yes, zombies. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a shame. We need to really get back and, and teach people more about uh, the mind body practices and start at a young age and how they can connect so that they don't lose that because there's so much. You know, it's all about right now. Let's live the dream, the all American dream. Money, 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 and and do what you have to do to keep up with the Joneses. And it's fascinating to watch that. But, you know, you don't get what you want when you're not doing what you want to do and having purpose. And it's really more about having purpose. The money follows when you're doing what you're supposed to do and you have purpose. But I don't think a lot of people get that. Yes, I agree with you. I mean, it's in the movie, too. It's in the book, too. You know, if, if you want more money uh, or, if you, or if you want stuff or, you know, that car or that house, or, I think you should ask yourself, where is this intention coming from? Why do I want it? You know, and I think it's really important to first see where the intention is coming from. Is it coming from your personality, your ego, or is it coming from your heart? And I believe that when an intention is really coming from your heart, your true identity, then it makes you come alive. Then you're really excited about it. And then you also, you know, you're stepping into your uh, intuition and then you start to experience the synchronicities and then you feel supported by something bigger and then you feel you know in tune with uh with with, with life itself and then you you feel like okay i'm living the life i was born to live and then life gets really excited i think you know abundance is being you know completely connected with our heart abundance is being connected with the aliveness it's not the amount of stuff that you uh, accumulate 
That's correct. It's it's what's within you rather than what's around yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. We are speaking with Baptiste Pape, producer of the film The Power of the Heart. To learn more, please visit the website www.thepowerofheheart.com. So go ahead and write that down now so you can check it out after the show. You know, Baptiste, ancient cultures, almost every tradition actually, believes that the heart is the seat of the soul, the essence of who we yeah. are. So Given that we have these ancient cultures that believe that, and we base a lot of things on ancient culture, where did that where did that disappear? How did that just fall out? Why do you think we stopped believing that? Well, if you look at uh, every spiritual tradition and every religion, yes, then the heart has been described as a source of wisdom and intelligence, and it's in every culture and it's also in every language. Uh, and of course, you know, when I started doing research on this project for this project. Uh, I, I said, oh, my God, I wish I had a time machine because I would have loved to interview the Buddha and Lao Tzu and Jesus um, because, you know, they, they, they were masters of the heart. And um, if, you, if you look at the languages, for, for instance, you know, uh, Japanese, in, in, in Japan they have two words for the heart. One is Shinzu, which means which, uh, which is the heart, the physical pump, let's say, and the other is Kokoro, and that's the... the Kokoro is the seat of the soul, the spiritual heart. Mm. And uh, in our language too, you know, if you point to yourself, you don't point to your head. And if you you talk about your partner, you don't say I love you. Uh, if you talk to your partner, you don't say to your partner I love you with all my head. You say I love you with all my heart. So the heart is really referring to our true identity, our essence. And um, I, I I think. Um, we we became too mind oriented. We became too uh, you know we we put the the mind the brain on a pedestal, and we uh, ignored the wisdom of the heart. And I think the relationship between the mind and the heart should be that the the mind is a servant and the heart is the master. Because I don't think the mind is a really good servant because it's just not a very powerful GPS and the, the, the heart is a very powerful GPS and it needs the mind to be a good servant because the mind is very well at executing and looking at the practical side of what the heart wants. So the heart is the nurturer and the one that it really can feel into things whereas the brain is really just the mechanics. Um, well, I wouldn't go that far, but I would say that the heart is the one who's got the vision. The heart is seeing everything from a higher perspective. The heart um, is seeing everyone, everything um, from, um, I would say, a, a perspective that, that, that is in tune with harmony, reverence for life, love, compassion, and also from a perspective of unity. And the mind um, is, 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 is not working from a higher perspective. The mind is more there is to execute and to serve, I would say. Yes. Okay, so sometimes we hear people use the phrase, you know, someone has a cold heart or he or she loves too hard and when they fall, they fall hard. That is emotionally based. However, is that more of a learned behavior, like a brain-based behavior rather than a heart behavior? Where does that fall into being? Um, what, what, is, what exactly is your question? Well, you know, when, when people, if someone has a cold heart, is it the brain that's that's overtaking so they can't 
function from their heart. They're, they're just not compassionate or kind or caring. Or if someone loves so very hard and they fall hard when they fall in love and, and then they break up, you know, they fall hard. That's all emotion-based. But what does, how does the brain play into that? Well, I think that sometimes our heart uh, can be uh, broken, you know. Uh, but I don't believe ultimately our hearts are not broken. They are broken open. But that something bigger uh, can come out. Um, I think, you know, what you're talking about, a cold heart, someone who is not in tune with their heart, it's someone who doesn't have their heart open. Uh, and it's fear. It's, 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 it's most of the time fear. You know, you know, you've got fear, and when your heart is open, you feel love, experience love, and you give not because you want to give, but because that's just uh, what makes you feel good. It's just part of, 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 of living with an open heart. And um, I, I think when you are in fear or when you are disconnected or when you are hurt, sometimes the heart closes, and yes, then you, you, you can be cold. And that's okay, too, because I think that the heart is not supposed to be open all the time. Sometimes the heart is closed, and then it's open. And that's also how the heart beats, you know, when our heart is closed. When we become cold-hearted, you know, then it's our task to, to open the heart again. And we can feel it. I mean, you know, um, if you and I would be talking talking from our minds all the time, then we would not make a real connection because we would be, you know, talking like two robots. And if we would be talking from our heart, and if we are talking from our heart, then we make a real connection because that's our essence. And then and, and when we experience conversation from the heart and the heart conversation, then we feel good because we feel the aliveness and uh, we feel that we are touching and connecting with our essence. Okay. And that makes a lot of sense because I think you do have to sometimes shut down your heart for a growth a growth process, yeah. if you will, yeah. you know, and then, yes. and then when you open it, it opens more, and there's more love to give yes. and to receive. Yes, every time Very, is an opportunity to open our heart again. Yes. Yeah, and it, and it's really because uh, I, I was going to ask you, you know, what keeps us in the love hurt love hurt cycle that many people go through, but that's exactly what it is to be able to shut down a little bit to open up more. It's like working yes. your muscles. You, you know, you work out, and the next day you take off and let the muscles repair, and the next day you tear the muscles in the gym, and the next day you let them repair so that they grow. So yes. the heart yes. is, that's how, yeah. That's how our muscles grow. You know, the tissue needs to break down, and mm-hmm. then uh, something bigger grows out of that. Yeah, same with the heart. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny because you talked about animals before a little bit. Animals se- don't seem to have difficulty in finding their own element at all. It's like, na- you know, natural to them. We have so much that we can learn from animals. And, yes, when you see them uh, attacking each other, you know, a, a predator uh, going after an animal, it's horrible to see. And just today I found something in my yard that's not it's it's a carcass of some sort. I can't figure it out. I don't really want to know, but somebody's got to clean it up, and it looks like it's going to be me. <laughs> but, you know, I know that happens in nature, but animals, when you see them interacting uh, within their family units, because I watch that as well. I have animals here who have, you know, the, the deer have the their um, fawns and the the geese, all the chicks are now coming up on the property from the lake, and it's really interesting to watch because it's a totally different, you can get so much out of it, you know, and I think your heart opens up more when you're around creatures like that who 
don't have the same level of intelligence at all, and they're just existing from their heart. If you're really aware of it, you can learn a lot from them, don't you think? Yes, they are in the present moment. They're not in their heads. And they give freely. They give unconditional love. And yes, they they are maybe our our, our greatest teachers. Probably along with children, because when you watch children before they go to school, so probably under the age of four, they're not thinking about anything but maybe what they're coloring. They don't care if they're inside the lines or not. They're just happy, and the only reason why they cry is because something is wrong, and it's not – it isn't until they're they're taught that they can have a temper tantrum and get away with it. it. That's a learned behavior. But when initially when they start doing things, it's really fun to watch them because they really are genuinely very loving little beings. And it's it's I don't know. I find it fascinating to watch children and see what it is that they're doing because I think wow, if we could all just take you know a half an hour a week and watch a child at play, we would learn so much about ourselves and and how we could interact better in this world. Yes, I agree. I mean, um, children are in their hearts. And uh, in the movie, there's also um, Mark Dimpro and Paulo Coelho, they talk about the difference between being childish and childlike. You know, and being childish reduces us. Uh, and But ch- being childlike brings us back to wonder, and that's why we love children so much, because for them everything is a miracle, everything is new, everything is, and, 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 and that's the wonder of life that they feel, and that's what we want to feel all the time. They're there. Yeah, they live it. We have a lot to learn. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. so easy. They're all over the place. Just watch one of them. <laughs> yes. It really is. Now, your movie is available... Uh, for sale from the site, thepowerofyourheart.com. But you also allow people to purchase the movie to do screenings for groups, correct? Yes, that's correct. Exactly. Okay. Because I noticed that when people see the movie together, um, you know, there's something powerful in watching it with community. And afterwards, people, you know, their hearts are open and there's so much that they want to share afterwards because um, all the people in the movie, they, they, they share from their heart and they're very vulnerable, but at the same time, it makes them vulnerable, also makes them beautiful. And then, you know, people watch it, they feel that they have the permission to also share from their core, from their heart. So it's very powerful when you can watch it uh, with, with, with other people, with community, yes. Yeah, so people can go to the website and learn more about screenings and how to do that in their area uh, if they wanted to to do that, or they can simply buy the film for themselves. It's like buying a book. It's a wonderful, wonderful film. Um, It's something that, you know, you walk away from and you do start thinking a little bit differently right after you see the movie. A question that that I had was, you know, when I, whenever I'm out anywhere, meetings or whatever, everybody is using this wonderful technology through their uh, their magic phones, smartphones, whatever the heck they're called. I don't have one, and um, I refuse to. And the technology, I think, is bringing people to a place where they're not coming from their hearts at all because they're so addicted and tied to the technology that they're using that they're completely unaware of what is going on around them a good portion of the time. Do you see that? Um, yes, I also think that 
technology allows us to communicate with a lot of people at the same time. You know, we've got our social media, and I see good things happening as well. So um, as long as it does not um, prevent us from accessing our aliveness, I don't think there's nothing wrong with uh, technology. But if technology becomes more important than being connected with the heart, Yes, then, then, then I, I, I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah, I, it's, it's really sad because just recently in Boston, Massachusetts, a gentleman was driving himself to the uh, metro, and he left his car, got on the train, and as he was driving, as he was on the train and going to the next stop, he had to call the police to tell them he left his one-year-old in the back of the car and forgot to drop the child off at daycare because it wasn't his job, normally. And the police got there. They got the child out of the car. It was not a hot day, thank God, 35 minutes after the gentleman had called. Now, I give this guy a lot of credit for calling the police. He could have kept his mouth shut, got off at the next station, got, gone back and hoped for the best and everything would have been okay. But he opted to do this. Now, they didn't press charges, but they did have to call child services. So that now this gentleman is, in, is under watch. And it's because he's so emphatic about getting to work and doing the routine thing in the society. is So you have to do everything in such a timely manner. I highly doubt he'll ever forget his child in the back seat again. And I'm sure he's going to feel guilty forever. But sometimes I see people are just so on the go. That's not awareness of, of any kind. That's simply just becoming a rote procedure where you get in your car, you drive, you go to the train station, you go to work, and then you come home. And it's really sad because people are not taking the time to just look around and see everything in this world that's beautiful that you can look at and take it in and really come from your heart. I think this was probably a, a wake-up call for this man, and I bet you anything he's starting to live from his heart a whole lot differently now than he was a week ago. And I just thought, wow, sometimes technology really takes over and it's, it puts us in a bad position that we don't even realize we're in until it's too late. Yes, but I, I you know, I think we, the, we have the power to decide how we're going to use technology. And um, mm. if, if technology um, takes over, it's because we allow that to happen. True. Yep. Yeah. We, have, we have to I just take think... responsibility for that because otherwise we're going to see, oh, yeah, it wasn't me, it was the technology. I mean, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous, I think. Yeah. No, it's the fact that people just become addicted to it and they, they train their brains, you know, to, to just do yes. what they have to do and not think about anything else. Yes, I, I, I agree um, with what you say, but, um, you know, we, we, we need to have that awareness and stories like, you just shared, remind us mm-hmm. on what's really important. Yeah. They remind us really about what's really important, not the technology, it's the child. That's why this movie is so important right now at this point in time, I think, so people can see that, you know, there are, you can live from your heart and have a really wonderful life, a better life probably than you're having now because you'll have more purpose and you'll feel it's all about feeling you'll feel so much better and look at things so differently. And it calms you down when you do that. It keeps you in, in a place where your, your stress levels really will be reduced because of the fact that you're coming from that heart center. And I, I just think it's vitally important. So, you know, thepowerofthehart.com, go and check it out. There is, there, there's a lot to learn from this movie. And if you share it with people that, 
you know, you can, like you said, seeing it together in a group, there's power in the energy is really good in a group and you can get a lot of people start discussing this and create a lot of change that will be better for everybody. I just think it's a, it's a fabulous movie and kudos to you for doing it because you are an attorney and had no experience with filmmaking at all. And just, it was really a leap of faith that you took. Well, uh, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to follow your alignment. And um, I believe that if you live from the heart, your intuition will work for you. And um, the insights will come, the support will come, the synchronicities will come. You will meet the right people. And, of course, you will have challenges, but it's only for, you know, it's like a mesh that holds fire. Until it strikes against something, there is no flame. Sometimes you need the challenges for the growth and for the full fire and potential to come out. So I believe that if you work from the heart, you are more successful and more intelligent because you have just access to a higher source of intelligence and wisdom. Mm. And that's, I think, the reason why I could pull this off. I would like to point out that there's also a book because when I was yeah. working on, on this project, um, you know, I've interviewed all these wonderful people sometimes for hours and a movie's only 90 minutes and I realized that I wanted to share much more because there was so much more valuable information that I wanted to share because I asked everyone if the heart is really a reliable source of wisdom and intelligence how can we use it to uh, improve our relationships how can we use it to um, improve our health how can we use it to improve our financial situation how can we use it to uh, make our career choices. So there was so much great material, and that's why I wrote the book because there was so much more that I wanted to share than what I could share in the movie. Yes, and you know it's interesting because you you did interview, like I said, some of the most influential icons of our age. How did you get to meet these people, and how did you choose, or did you just decide I'll just interview everybody who comes along on the list, and if someone says no, it's okay, I'll move on to the next person? No, no, I, I, I specifically chose them. Um, again, you know, when I was doing the research, I realized that in all spiritual traditions and religions that the heart was being described as a source of wisdom. So I thought, okay, who are the ambassadors of the heart in our time? And I remember the first time that I saw Maya Angelou, it was on television, and um, it was the first inauguration of Bill Clinton, and she was reciting mm. a poem. And in this poem, she encourages us to, you know, work and live more from our heart. So I thought, okay, Maya Angelou is a wonderful ambassador of the heart. And yes. I remember the first time that I read The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho, you know, The Alchemist. It's a classic mm-hmm. book. It's a world-famous book. It sold like 65 yes. million copies. Everybody knows that book. And in this book, Paulo Coelho writes about a shepherd boy, Santiago, who learns to live from the intuition of his heart. So I thought that Paulo Coelho, you know, is a wonderful ambassador of the heart. And then I, you know, I stumbled upon all the wonderful uh, research of the Institute of HeartMed, you know, Howard Martin, and that the heart can see events before they take place, and that when we are connected with our heart, that we use more of our brain capacity. And this was also aligned with what the, the 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 masters Buddha and Jesus and Lao Tzu had said about hearts are okay, this, the people of heart that are also ambassadors of the heart. So that's how I chose all these wonderful people. And of course, Eckhart Tolle says, the power of the heart is to be connected with who you are at the deepest level. Deepak Chopra writes about the heart as, as the seat of the soul, that place where we receive the commun- communication uh, with our higher self. 
So um, I was looking for ambassadors of the heart in our time. So that's how I chose them. And I think they all um, agreed to, to work with me because they realized that the, 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 the message is really important. Because if we want to evolve as a species, we have to come into our heart, we have to open our heart. Because the power of the heart is an intelligence that far surpasses that of the mind. And um, I think if if we want to deal with all the the, the challenges that we have in our time, we have to shift to our heart. We have to come into our heart. Then uh, we will live from a, a place where we see unity, where we see reverence for life, where we experience compassion where we see that we're all in this together that we uh, you know we, we, we need to see that we are all on the same boat here on the planet we are all universal beings having um, a human experience and um, I, I think that the heart sees that and the heart is very wise and the heart can help us to deal with all the challenges that we're going to as, as, as humanity right now and you are actually the perfect person to do this because it's valid it's complete validation that you can live from your heart and see things just move. Everything just flowed perfectly so that you would get these interviews with these people and you were doing what you were meant to do to help spread the word about the power of the heart. It really is validation that if you live from your heart and you start to do what you're meant to do, everything will just work out. So it's really kind of a beautiful story from your perspective as well as the movie itself. Yes. I I mean, um, this was my, you know, not only my my uh, school uh, as a film producer, but it was also my schooling in really experimenting experimenting with art because I had no background in film production, so I had nothing to rely on but my intuition because I didn't have the infrastructure, I didn't have the experience, so I, I had to go with my heart's intuition because I had no other choice. And I can really say now from my own experience, just the heart is a higher source of wisdom, and you will be more happy, more more fulfilled. And uh, you will have access to, to to a higher wisdom and intelligence when you work from the heart. It far surpasses that of the mind. It's it's a fascinating movie, and it certainly teaches an awful lot. And I hope that the word will really get spread out there about what the power of the heart does for each of us, so that it can because we are connected. And if one person watches the movie and tells another and another and another, it's just just exactly. gonna make the yeah. It's just going to make everything grow that much better. So, again, it's www.thepoweroftheheart.com. Batiste, we're almost at the top of the hour. Are there any other uh, websites that people need to know about or where else they can purchase the book yeah, or would, specifically like from there? Invite, I would like to invite everyone to like our Facebook page, The Power of the Heart. It's just, you know, if you go on, face, on Facebook and you type in The Power of the Heart and you will find us, you will recognize us by the blue and yet that means that we are the official Facebook page of the Power of the Heart. I would like uh, to invite you to, to like us and follow us on Facebook. And um, I'm doing a lot of screenings. I'm traveling through the U.S. right now, so you're always welcome to come see me. Uh, I do Q&As after screenings, and I do book signings, and, and, and I sign the DVD after screenings. And uh, please, if you like the movie, please uh, spread it and share it with everyone because that's how the word gets out. Yes, absolutely. It's a fabulous movie. The book is great. The book has a little bit more than the movie, so you you know, you can compare the two, but it really is a wonderful wonderful 
I, I don't know. It changes everything about you just seeing the movie. It's only 84 minutes long, I think. And, and when you watch it, you just sit there thinking, wow, this was a great movie. So, you know, as far as entertainment is concerned, it's something that you should get and watch on a Saturday night with your family. It really is a, a wonderful book. So, listeners, you know, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate more easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show that you just heard to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. Again, Batiste, thank you so much for joining us. I truly appreciate you spending all the time that you have here with us at Energy Awareness Radio. It's been so insightful and inspirational, and I wish you every success with this movie I, I truly do it is it is so much needed thank you so much for having me on your show T. it was a real pleasure and um, thank you got the good work thank you so much thank you on behalf of everyone here at energy awareness radio i'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in my name is t love and i hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at energy awareness radio For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, a lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting, including upcoming Crystal Singing Bowl concerts. And I just signed with Cloud Walking Records, part of SFN. And check that out, because that's where you can get my CDs now, both Imagine, which is the healing music of Quartz Crystal Singing Bowls, and the Healing Sounds of Christmas, which is the healing music of my Quartz Crystal Harp. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
It's not a hand. 